You are listening to the award-winning The Young Jerks with Mike Crawford. Get your name for the record and you have two minutes, Kathy. Thank you. Uh, my name's Catherine Desmond. Uh, I'm here as the director of a newly formed musician's workspace ag- advocacy nonprofit known as Son Museum Boston. Here is a representative of and as one of over 300 rent-paying Boston musician tenants and dozens of Boston small businesses who were businesses and workspaces who were displaced by development this past year. I'm also the owner of a 38-year-long Boston woman and LBGTQ-owned and run small business that was the provider for these musicians and renters that were displaced. My business, RSI, also known as the Sound Museum, was founded, listed, and documented as a vital cultural asset and an anchor institution of the Boston music community by the Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture, and its continuance, protection, and sustainability was documented as to be included in any, negoti- in any negotiations with the city that involved redevelopment of the location we were renting. It was supposed to be part of the mitigation that our business and our tenants and their small businesses were provided for for relocation, any temporary space necessary during relocation, and the continued sustainability of our anchor institution and 38-year-old Boston small business. A letter was drafted from Councilor Braden's office that said our business and our tenants and their businesses were supposed to be part of the negotiations to create solutions for affordable musician practice and workspace, but we were excluded from any meetings and any negotiations for six months, while a third-party private organization owned by a city hall employee negotiated on behalf of her private business with the city offices and other other parties involved and negotiated the complete opposite of what was required and requested for our business, particularly our relocation and rebuilding, our temporary space during relocation and the sustainability of our business. During these negotiations, there were supposedly, there were supposed to be primary addresses, may I go on? Um, They're supposed to primarily address the displacement of not only our anchor institution, our vital cultural asset, but the hundreds of musicians and small business clients and tenants of ours. But no protections were negotiated for any of these parties by the city, resulting in our company and over 350 tenants being evicted at the end of this month. I emailed all the parties and city offices constantly for months advocating for this to not happen and was ignored. In the end, during March to September 2022, the city and a private third party basically negotiated a free $20 million piece of real estate for the city that included the building of a carbon copy of my business and empowered a third-party City Hall employees private company and the chief of MOAC to basically steal our life's work and hard-earned proprietary clients and hand them over to Kara Elliott Ortega's publicly known intimate partner and our competitor's business, The Record Company. So in summary, what happened was a third-party private individual under the guise of a fake business that is not listed as a business in the city of Boston or listed by the Secretary of State as an actual business known as Art Stays Here, negotiated a carbon copy of our business for the city of Boston and negotiated temporary space for our tenants and clients, but ultimately was handed over to the romantic interest of the Chief of the Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture's competitive business, 
for them to run instead of us. So now my business belongs to the city of Boston and is being run by the boyfriend of Kara, Elliot Ortega. I find this displacement and this conflict of interest is a huge ethics violation and something I can't be silent about and need to bring to your attention. I've tried to bring this to the multiple offices attentions by writing and calling multiple times and have received no response. So I'm appealing to all of you publicly to say that as a Boston native and someone who has devoted her entire life to a Boston based small family business, I find this abhorrent, disgusting and the city allowed this third party private company that was not associated with my tenants is not associated with the Boston music community and was able to negotiate my business away from me and into the hands of the romantic interest of a chief officer of the mayor's offices. I should also add that I have shared documents from over 300 of my fellow tenants and clients as well as there are copies of dozens of letters written to the city stating their desire to support this anger institution to the mayor's office and to other offices that we as a community provider needed to be sustained. They wanted to say, stay Sound Museum tenants. They wanted to support the Sound Museum staying in business. And they also said they would go wherever the Sound Museum was relocated in the city of Boston. This was their choice by 350 people as their choice of mitigation for losing their workspace. Because of this displacement due to the building they all rented was sold. As a woman, I just wanna say that all the parties involved were also women. And I find it really, really heartbreaking that I was basically put out of business by a bunch of other women. Madeline Albright said it best when she said, when women do not support other women, there's a special place in hell for them. Thank you very much. Welcome to the Young Jerks. Mike Crawford here. Got some special guests. I'm really excited to have them on. Unfortunately, it's not such a, a fun topic tonight. Like our show often is not. But it's a good thing to have a place like this to discuss it. And uh, that's what we do on the show. We, we share information. You heard it. Just to kick off. It's a lot of issues around. I'm just checking out my uh, computer. We're doing an update. They're asking me to do some updates while I'm live. No, thank you. <laughs> Hopefully my computer doesn't crash. That hasn't happened in a while. Um, but <clears throat> tonight we're talking about the Sound Museum in Boston, which is closing or closed. We're going to find out. We got two great people. My computer just went down. Hopefully we're back up. I see a lot of people are just uh, definitely checking us out. We're getting attacked right now by bots or something. I don't know what's going on. It's asking me to restart. I'm not going to restart. Not now. Let's bring up the guests. Now that I've been, my computer has been going crazy. Let's just bring them up. We got Dave Tree here. Hardcore legend from Boston. Uh, band Tree. I think people know Tree. He's also a full-time professional artist. He helps a lot of artists. He helped us a lot over the years. And my other buddy, Scott Madeline, a very similar type of person. He is also an artist. A bit. Both of these guys are business people. Both of them have helped us. I'm very honored to have them up. We have Scott Madeline and Dave Tree. We're going to talk about what's going on with the Sound Museum. We just opened up with Catherine Desmond, who is the owner of the Sound Museum Boston. 
And it's the top rehearsal space in Boston. It's the first place I really uh, felt like I belonged in the artist community in Boston uh, forever. For over 20 years, I hung out that, at that place. And I know a lot of artists and musicians and, and small business creative types. It's very similar. And these guys have been there for years. They're veterans of the local music scene. They've done shows and events. And they're well-respected people, people that we count on. So I figured I would hear from them. I want to hear directly from them about what's going on with the sound museum and from uh, sound museum situation. So let's just bring them up right now. I wish we had a golf clap. I got to figure that out. Someone got to clap or loud applause for these guys because they're awesome. I'm really happy to have them on. You never know what could happen on the show tonight because these are long-term, long-time friends. Sometimes I get nervous, more nervous about the long-time friends versus like a new guest. Like those are the kind of wild cards you don't know sometimes when you have someone that's new that doesn't know you on the show. And then you also have this thing with longtime friends because anything can happen and they're still going to be your friend. So let's, especially with Dave Tree. Let's bring up the wild card. Dave Tree, what's up, man? Stop. Oh my God. It's good to see your face. It's been a long time. Uh, I'll clap. I'm going to clap for you. Yeah, I'm going to clap, clap for you. Uh, I'm going to clap for the Desmonds. I'm going to clap for all the people at the Sound Museum for the last, you know, 38 years, 32 years I've been there at least, you know. Um, yeah, it's a really, really sad situation when what what to hear what Kathy just said. It's like, <clears throat> I thought women were going to run this city way better than men, but I guess it's just the same thing. It's about money and it's about power. And it's about who you can uh, hook up and who you can't hook up. And um, the corruption wins, right? Nepotism still wins, right? Like, how am I going to get into this new space in Dorchester? I've already spoken out. They'll never let me in. It's just, it's a, you know, it's like, um, you know, it, yeah, it's absolutely not fair. What happened to the, to the Desmonds is absolutely not fair. Mayor Wu should do something about it because it's on her watch. It's on, this is going to be laid at her feet. This is you. You've done this. So, Please, Mayor Will, like you, you get the power to do something about it. Like you should listen to uh, the Desmonds and listen to uh, all of us in the community that have been there for decades. You're giving away our community to people that we don't know. Well, and we do know actually. I knew, I know them. I know the people that try to give them away too. And like, uh, I've never I worked with them in this kind of capacity before. You know, it's like I've trust I trust the Sound Museum. I trust the Desmonds because I've worked with them in this capacity for over 30 years you know what i mean so now the whole like the whole communities are being split up and we're, we're such a fragile community uh music and artists already we're always struggling you know we're always trying to help each other out and now this all of a sudden this is not helping each other out this is like causing a major division in, in our on our community it's destroying our community it's destroying our businesses Every single band is a small business, never mind the other small businesses and artists that rented these rooms. You know, I know I started my silkscreen business in at, 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 at North Beacon, at the North Beacon Street building, because the, the room I got had a sink. And I'm like, oh, I can run a silkscreen shop in here. And I did for like four years. And I used to like have Christmas parties and just print stuff for people for free. You know, I, I was there. I went to a few of those. Those were great. Right. Oh, and yeah. uh, where's that community bring, now? Bring They're taking yeah. our community. Like, you bring a certain Dave Prince on it. I love just it. Just got taken. And let me ask you this. Like, so the, the, if the, uh, 
the record company people are running the new building, right? Do they deserve to even make a profit off of that? They uh -huh. shouldn't. You know, the building's been given in for real cheap. You know, like they should be able to make some money to maintain and run the building, but they should be they should be making a profit off of that. It was given to them along with like two hundred fifty thousand dollars from the city. So what are they charging anybody anything for? I think technically they're a nonprofit, and it's like the nonprofit dispensaries. You know how that works, Mike. You know, oh, yeah. you, can't, you can't disperse profits. So what? Everybody is a consultant. Uh, everybody gets paid big salaries. Uh, but the new place, the rooms are smaller, and they cost more more money. So who's making the money? Why is somebody making the money? Why is somebody making the money off of this? I'm glad you brought that up because this, you know, Bottom line, I think some people are split in the community saying, like, you know, why should we have to support the Desmonds? I heard the word landlord used. I like what you said, Dave. They've been there. They've provided the service at the cheapest cost the for 30 years. And, yeah. But yeah, and, that, and, know, and even beyond that, like it's the, risk. Yeah, the long the, the long term thing on the artists is the prices have gone up and now there's less options in the marketplace. You don't have the Desmonds as an option anymore. So I, right. I think that's really bad for artists. Scott, what do you think about all this? Let's bring Scott more into this. Well, you know, the it, it, competition is good. Competition is good for customers. You know, uh, it's good for the public because when you've got more than one company, they have to compete on price. It fosters innovation. It creates more competition. And it, what's happening is like, you know, in a lot of ways across America, everyone's trying to privatize government functions by bringing them private. And this is the exact opposite. There's this whole like movement to like take all the pride, take this entire private industry and create a government sponsored monopoly. You know, um, the sound museum was one of, well, there were four and with the closing of Charlestown, it'd be three independent providers including the record company who i believe is a non-profit you know four if you include you know out in in malden uh so as consumers uh, you know they provide a service to us bands and musicians and you know they were one of our choices and now that ch choice has been taken away from us um and you know with the new building when that goes up the city's gonna have to have a process so they're probably gonna have to give it the award the contract to a non-profit to run you know they they stole their business. They stole their clients. So it was like, you know, it started out as it was like, oh, it's sad. The building got sold and the sound museum is going to have to move. And the city had stepped up in a big way. They said they put out a letter, you know, on January 14th, the mayor's office of arts and culture, like, like, like Kathy was saying, saying the sound museum was an anchor institution of the city of Boston and it had to be moved and relocated Okay, and that any space, this was the second thing, was any space temporary or permanent. And this is written right out. Any space temporary or permanent, you know, had to have a total assessment done for their, you know, longevity and their sustainability and even their growth. Okay. Uh, and then our city councilor, along with, wrote a letter that was signed by six other, uh, you know, elected officials saying that this company that had bought the building. And that's something that I just want to make sure everybody really understands, because a lot of people think the Desmonds sold the building. They were tenants there. OK, old Harold Brown, you know, old guy was renting it to them. 
you know, at an affordable rate for a space like that, you know, like a, th a third of what the going rate is around here in Austin. Um, and he died, you know, and his kids took over the company and they, they sold the building for $50 million. You know, the Desmonds didn't get that $50 million. This is the third time that they've lost the building. You know, they lost the one for the big dig down in South Boston. The building was taken away uh, by eminent domain. Then the building in Cambridge got, uh, and you know, the building got, in South was, Boston right? as well. There that, was one that's what in I was South... saying. The one in South Boston was taken yep. away for the big dig. The Harrison Ave one was yeah. taken away for the big dig. There was yeah. another one on oh, the other side oh, on, on yeah. Broadway yeah. in South Boston. That was... So this is the fourth building of theirs that they had a long-term lease. Saw. Lease comes up, building gets sold, right. they gentrified. And yet they've survived for 40 years and they've put their back into it. And, you know, people, you know, I've been working, I've been a director on the Board of Trade. I'm president of Main Streets. I've been doing this for decades you know i've been a big proponent of small business and and i mean anybody who's who's built a business i don't care if it's a hot dog cart okay actually building and running and maintaining for decades any business is uh an unbend unending 24 hour a day it's a marathon okay yeah. nobody who hasn't done it knows okay so these people imagine what they've been through collecting rent from hundreds of bands you know from musicians you know, from musicians yeah <laughs> Dealing with the craziness. So and it means the job never ends. Right, and it yeah. never ends. It's 24-7. The phone's ringing. There's somebody's being stupid. There's something some going on. There's some kind of crisis. The 3.30 in the morning, and the two bands just drove back from Connecticut, and they're having a fight over, you know, space to move their shit in. I mean, God knows what, what they put up with. God bless them for it. But, you know, they're the city and the city councilor, the city councilor said that this company the proponent iqhq that bought the property had to work with the sound museum had to work with the sound museum i got these documents um they're they're all public and and at that's first what kills me that's what kills me i i want to i want to drill down on that scott because i'm glad you brought that up you you brought that up a couple times they changed it like it was in writing you've shown it to me i've seen it it, it was in Catherine, writing and it was in writing they offered something and then they, it's a bait and switch. And the, That's and what the, the city did to well, the Desmonds. They did a bait and, and switch. Well, well it's kind of like not, this. It's, it's kind of, it's kind of. See, at first, the company said, that's great. We're going to do that January 18th, January 24th. They had their big public uh, IAG meetings with the BPDA. It's an Article 80 process. Everyone, you know, doing these developments has to go through them for, you know, community mitigation, everything, traffic, open space, trees, or anything that gets involved. So the, the number one stakeholder in this building is the Sound Museum. And the they keep saying three, four hundred tenants. You know, honestly, that's probably like the number of paying tenants there are. There's probably like a thousand people going through there at, easy. at any time. Cool. You know, you think about the course of a year and and whatnot. Uh, people sharing spaces too. Sharing you know, spaces, spaces, three, four bands in a space. room. Exactly. Uh, you know, so you know, they have to be low cost. They have to be in these industrial spaces. So this company said they were going to move them and they hired a realtor. They hired an architect. They hired, uh, um, they hired contractors and they found a building. They found a building. It was in, right on route one in West Roxbury, which is still in the city Boston limits. So, you know, that's just the, the way it goes. It's all that's left. That's affordable, you know? So they were, they were okay with it and and the city seemed okay with it and everybody was going along fine and then this 
Dorchester-based Art Stage Here group decided to advocate that they wanted zero net loss of rehearsal spaces in Austin. So they were going to, you know, they got together with our city councilor. They were advocating, um, you know, saying, like, we shouldn't lose any spaces in Austin because it's Austin Rock City, and Austin itself is a cultural center. So it became Austin versus the rest of Boston wasn't about the greater Boston music scene. You know, the 500 musicians in the Sound Museum, you know, 75% of them. The city of Boston could have solved that yeah, problem right. by, by providing yeah. a place themselves without destroying the IQHQ deal that they had with the West Ro the, the Desmonds right. with Roxbury. Right. But instead, that... they're like, we're going to move it over to Alston and like they're going to use that deal that was going to go to West Roxbury instead for the Alston one. So why wouldn't the, uh, the Desmonds still be involved? Be because it was, yeah, it was negotiated in, why? in secret. You know, Art Stays here decided that it was their agenda. You know, they had a couple of, they tried to form a, uh, like a tenants association, and, and by the failed. it failed. There was like sixteen people there, and then it just became Art Stays Here, which is you know how many people from our space, Not right? Many it's like, it's two a, out of the sixteen people, seventeen people that went to the first meeting. Two, if you don't three. include the three people who were there to speak, you know there were seventeen of us. Like at least four of us were were talking about working together with the Sound Museum, working together. And they and Amy and them, they were like, no. Uh, we are accused of causing trouble and coming there just to make speeches and that, you know, the Desmonds could get on board with their program, but they weren't willing to work with the Desmonds and they were fighting. And, you know, uh, Amy was fighting with Kathy and, and Kathy's fighting with Amy. And, you know, they, they just couldn't find any middle ground. So what happened is these people caused a problem. And a big PR problem for this big company that's trying to get their permits Art to build their biolab. Right. And then they presented themselves as the solution. Mm -hmm. And they, they negotiated to buy this building, you know, and then give it to her friend at the mayor's office, at the mayor's office of arts and culture, because they're the ones that are going to run this building. Now, the thing is, you know, Amy, she's a runs from Art Stays Here. She's a city employee. And then she has a she provides publicity services to the mayor's office of arts and culture. So they're her client, right? And then it's their office of arts and culture that ends up, they're going to get this $20 million building. It's $18 million to add in tax and everything. And then they're going to fit it out uh, and they're going to build it out and they're going to give it to the city. Just it's the largest like single mitigation in the history of Boston from a developer. Usually, you know, it's a park and $20,000 here and some money for the homeless, right? We've been dying uh, for this kind of break too. We've been dying as artists and musicians, like, please get, we get a break here. Please right. we get, get a break and then it got taken away from us. Right, right. Literally taken away. Because now why wouldn't the Why wouldn't the Sound Museum be part of the new, the new, the new one in Austin? If, if yeah. the intent was just to have the building, the practice building stay in Austin, why would it change for who who's running it? Right. So why would it change unless so they there got, was secret negotiations and things were just changed over? So like people they weren't that even they part know, of the equation. They weren't even that part the of the equation. Like, so the problem is like intent, right? If right. the intent was to keep it here in Austin, we could have kept it here in Austin and it could have still been worked as a sound museum. Right. But and what that's not the intent. What the intent saying, is to take the, the, their business right, away but, from them and give it literally to somebody else. Who has not put the investment in? Who hasn't put the years in? Doesn't hadn't created the community? Hadn't created the relationships? All of a sudden, just gets inherits all this stuff, That's and now right. they're going to profit right. off that, and they're yeah. giving money on top of that. They shouldn't be able to make any money off of that. Right. From, everyone should be appalled from the beginning. Yeah. 
from the yeah. beginning, they created a split. They kept talking about the tenants of the Sound Museum and calling the Sound Museum a landlord. You know, and I, okay, I'm a business owner. The Sound Museum was the tenant. They took the That's risk right. and responsibility right. for tens of millions of dollars worth of leases, $10,000 plus electric bill every month, collecting the rent, the insurance, the responsibility, the security, everything that goes into just maintaining and running that place. And it was just a concerted effort to, to change, like it was save the musicians, but destroy the sound museum. It was like the wow. purposeful... The whole purpose was to like destroy this. I'm glad you brought that up. They, they, they weren't. You can't be a landlord if you don't own land. Like that's so. That they weren't the landlord. I, we have some good comments. I want. I want. Yeah. Let, let's. Des only cares about the bottom line. All right. Right. I run a business. I care about the bottom line. You know, it's like it's the profit margin that you you're making the money. The bottom line yeah. is just keep yourself. Yeah. How much? Business. Keep it alive. Yeah. So, margin, I, right. And I read that when I read Where's that line, going now? when I read that line, you know, in the newspaper and Jim was like, you know, my head. he said, like, he said, what? I was like, you don't even know where the bottom line is, dude. in a business mm -hmm. like that. Okay. I run a business. People have no fucking idea where the bottom line really is. And these guys are renting spaces for $500 a month. Uh, you know, they're not, they're not driving around in Lamborghinis. They're not vacationing in Hawaii. They're not wearing rings on their fingers. Okay. For 40 years of hard work, they did okay for themselves they're about to hand that business over to their kids casey and mary and and willie and all them they, you know you build something then you want to pass it along and see it go these people just from the very beginning the sound museum you know it, it just weren't part of the equation so they they get this building and it's given to the city so now it has to go through this whole process and the idea is they're saving it in austin but they're not saving the sound museum Okay, or, or, and or they, the community that the sound museum music, created, right? You know exactly. I mean? and then they delivered like let a me, coup let me, I want to like think it was like Scott, a coup de gras, yeah. I want to take a quick, quick stop for a second. We, we have a lot of comments, people, a lot of people listening right now. So, I want to thank all our listeners. I want to post some of the comments, get some of the questions out. Uh, Michael Driscoll writes, I can't believe this is happening. Uh, Carmelita, my girl, the best woman around, she wrote, You froze for a second, but you guys are back up. Thank God we're, we're still kicking live. Uh, Julie wrote, oh, my God, I'm shocked. Uh, another you know, person wrote, for shame of the city of the mayor. And this is important. I want to bring this one up. Is uh, Catherine Desmond wrote, she's listening. She wrote, carbon copy, carbon copy of the sound museum. You guys oh, have any yeah. comments on yeah, yeah. They, uh, they, when they found that building, they worked with their architects. They went through and shared all their trade knowledge. Okay, you know, every every business is. That's different. like stealing and, my song right. and playing it back to me and going, "No, it's mine." Right. It's my you know, song now. I right. played it. Right. Every every business is different. Every business is flavored by the owners. You know, I have a tattoo shop. There's a tattoo shop up the street. We're different. Okay, we're different it's than the, the other. Exact, not exact same right. song. It's and, not the exact same tattoo. There's two other tattoo shops down the block, and then there's we're different from them, and we're all different than the ones in Brighton. That's why the Sound Museum was different than other places. Okay, it was their business. Okay, and the musicians, we were their customers. Okay, so then when they got this building, there's going to be a few years in between. Okay, which is now not what the city had said. Okay, and the city turned around and said, "Oh, you know, okay, here's the thing. This was great in December. Amy, after this this was announced, 
Amy posted, Art Stays Here posted that, you know, we've been advocating for zero net loss space and we've been working with the mayor's office of arts and culture throughout this entire process. And two days later in WBUR, Cara Elliott Ortega, the head of mayor's office of arts and culture, she's quoted as saying, we have no idea, no idea why IQHQ changed their mind and decided to donate a building. Nope. But congratulations to everybody who got, who, who got away with it. Good for you. Then they get this temporary space in but Dorchester. This, and, and, the, they, and, and, then, and then and then the Boston Record Company looks better on paper for running the Sound right. Museum had than a, the Sound they, Museum, they had an who essay. actually ran it for four decades, three, right. almost four decades. Right. So even though better the mayor's office paper, had said... But not on reality. Even, though, it, sorry, even sorry. though the mayor's office said any space, temporary or permanent, Better okay, they end up having an essay work. contest. I have the applications, like four questions. questions. It's an essay question wow. contest. And they look better when, in the essay. They wrote a better essay. Right. They wrote a better essay. So they're all they're actually clients, doing the job for 38 years. They, right. they wrote a better all, essay, took them 20 minutes. Right. And they, and, and you know, the 38 years there's, there's of building relationships, creating a community, helping support bands. I mean, like the Desmond yeah. supported me. I mean, I would come home from tour for three months and hadn't paid the rent. And we're like, hoping to God that the key works and the key would work. And there would be a note, call me. And I called dad's like, we're back. And we have like some money and like, we'll pay you. And, he, and he'd be like, okay, we'll work it out. And it was like, are these new corporate guys going to be like that? They got That's everything right. just handed to them. They literally don't know the value of the dollar. Cause when you get handed money, you don't know what you don't really. Yeah. You didn't work for they got, it. They got you did their, not work for it. You shouldn't have that money. You shouldn't be making a goddamn dollar off. Right. It. They yep. got given all their clients. They got given this temporary space, and then they got given a quarter million dollars. And more than that, they got given access to the space for two weeks before anybody else saw it. So they already had a leg up on it. So Dude, you should see them. Everybody. I hear them complaining about moving gear yesterday. I almost went up there to paint murals, and I wish I did because I would have bopped right into them. Amy and Jim, I would have bopped right into them moving their gear and I would have been like, what's up? You know, like they asked to call, talk to me and they, I'm like, okay, here's my number. Call me. Right. And now the city phone never rang. And now, you know? the, now the city's gotten behind all this. Uh, you know, Mayor Wu's like congratulating them and Amy's got a promotion and they just had an art stays here day. So what's the intent? And, was and the intent to, to stay in Alston? Was the intent for personal glory, uh, advancement, and maybe some of this? Yeah, it was both. This, some of this, yeah. this is my nepotism reigns supreme. And I'll tell you something, you know, I, I, my whole life this has been beat into me. You know, you, you cannot do a good thing if you're committing acts of injustice. Okay, the ends do not justify the means. Okay, I don't care like at what level it is, from the biggest to the smallest. These there were major acts of injustice committed. Hi. Everything that happened was against what the city said. Everything that happened was, you know, I think it was immoral. It was unethical. I think some of it was illegal. Okay, um, you know, there, there's ethics with helping friends and doing things that are going to help yourself. And and make no mistake, this is definitely helping them. It's helping the people involved. You know. Amy's client is Moac. Now Moac's got an $18 million building and she's going to provide publicity. She's just been promoted. She's a communications director. She's definitely benefited from this. Then, you know, they have this committee uh, to decide who's going to run this temporary space. The committee 
is chaired by Cara Elliott Ortega from the Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture. But she recused herself. Yes, she recused herself. But, but all her friends but know all her who friends, she's dating. Yeah, all her friends <laughs> give it to her boyfriend who had access gonna, two weeks they, before. She recused everyone that right. knows her and her boyfriend. And then yeah. that should be the recuse, right? Right. It wasn't supposed to happen this way. That's exactly right. Was Lauren. it was anybody from uh, the, anybody from the Sound Museum community there? Right. And that's the other thing is, you know, hey, everything's done in Zoom meetings. Can we just have a regular meeting in person, please? All the, can we just all meet in person so we can all just talk in person and, instead of hiding behind this technology? I hate this technology. I agree. You know what? I want, I want to uh, just cut in for a quick second. We're going to read a couple more comments. Uh, Lauren Fisfisa just wrote the city of Boston supporting local art is good, but it wasn't supposed to happen this way. Uh, this is real support. She's laughing no. about the essay contest. Catherine Desmond just uh, typed in. They needed to separate our tenant from us. I want to ask you both because we mentioned Michelle Wu. We mentioned, I think, the city council, Liz Breeden. Uh, Dave Tree, you were, I, I know that we did a video like, I don't know. When it I was, was running May mayor back Yeah, here. yeah. Mayor Menino, I think. was It was a yeah. Mayor Menino era video. It was Dave was Tree for Mayor Boston. One of the first things you brought up was free tea, free tea, which is Michelle Wu's like big platform. Do you have any hope that Michelle Wu will do anything on this? Uh, I think uh, uh, public transportation, public transportation. You're good. I can hear you. Keep talking. Oh. Oh, we did lose you for a second. Yeah. Hang on. Hold on. Yeah. I, I banged something. Yeah. There you go. Now we can hear you. It's back. He, went he punched my mouse. So what was that? <laughs> He's getting <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so Michelle Wu, uh, so she's Breeden, did, any she's hope my ideas. She's taking my ideas and running for, for mayor. Not only should it be free and run 24 hours, like an adult city. We should be an adult city here, right? It should run for 24 hours. It should be extended, and it should run on solar energy. Right, but the and it can the, and will do that. The worst part is that in my lifetime, you know, Boston is famous for its cronyism and its nepotism. I mean, it's just famous. You go out to LA, they they know about. Boston. And we're also famous and, for destroying our own music and art scene, right, and right. that's exactly what they're yeah. doing. What is that like? Like like uh, you know? Oh no, Boston's not. It's not a. It's, it's not a big college town, right? So. Uh, you know, but yet this this new administration appears for all the good they're trying to do is like it's 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 the same cronyism and the same nepotism. It's like just a different group of people. You know, they've come in and they're all like at the hogs trough. That's just they're all at the trough. Meet the new boss. Same as the old boss. It's and it's worse in some ways, and it's just like more open and brazen. It's hard to believe. It's like it's we hard cross to criticize without Rubicon being a penis. Yeah, know? it's like you, you cross this area where, like, it was one thing, you know, where it was, you know, at, where it started, and it became another, and it just kept getting more unbelievable, you know. And, I, and we took, the, I took this to the board at Main Streets, and as we're describing it, and, and we're saying, okay, and then you know, but this committee's run by Kara Elliott Ortega, and then it's going back, and then her boyfriend got it. My boy, they had to stop me. They were like, dude, this isn't true. This is all rumors. I'm like, no, this is confirmed. This is confirmed information. Unbelievable. Like, like my board was sitting there like with their mouths open. They couldn't, they couldn't believe what they were hearing, you know, and we're, we're a business organization that also supports the arts. You know, you know, you can't support the arts if you don't support the businesses of the arts. Like all the clubs are gone. 
right? O'Brien's is next. I, I was going to say boycott Boston. I've been saying, like, artists and musicians, just boycott Boston. But where is there a boycott? The Midway? Please don't boycott the Midway. Everything else no, is No, no, the independent clubs. Everything else is a corporate gig, though. Where, where else right. can I play? All, all the local music clubs are gone. We, we were traveling out to Haverhill and Connecticut. Can and I doing play Fenway these Park? Massive, is that corporate? Yeah. You know, we, we were driving these huge distances. So, like, uh, you know, what are they going to do when, when, you know, O'Brien's, our whole property is for sale with Stingray, O'Brien's, the parking lot, the city, the the studio behind us, uh, Mad Oak. It's all up for going, sale. Going. The, it's going to be gone. Are they going to ask the developers to, to, to buy us a city-run punk rock club? I mean, like, where does it end? And what, where's the precedent going? Better that you create... You know, like they have affordable housing. We need affordable retail. We need affordable business space for arts-based businesses, not to create state-run monopolies. So, like like Lawrence said, it wasn't supposed to happen this way. It's bad economics. We the city. bad we policy. the city for help. Right. 350 Since, of the musicians at the Sound Museum Monty Walsh signed. In, in Joyce Linehead. We all, them. We, we, all signed, them, we all signed a document saying we all signed surveys. We all sent in letters. Uh, most of them and the entire document of our survey, it's all been suppressed. So, you know, it starts to look like the Kennedy assassination where everybody's covering yeah. their ass and it looks like they were all working together. But it really was like three different groups of people all out for themselves. Everyone's out for themselves. So nobody gets together and says, hang on, let's do the right for me. thing. I'm out for us. I've always been out for us. You know me. Let's do the I'm right gonna, thing. I, I'm going to still screen Christmas presents for you every year as long as the <laughs> building's there. And yeah. when they take the building away, my ghost will be still screening in that, that new bio lab Christmas presents. You know. And they won't even want them. They won't do need you, them, and they so, won't so, deserve them. So, you do know. you think there's any hope of fixing this? Dave, you suggested to one of the media companies that Mayor Wu should find another building for the Desmond family. Well, uh, we're asking, maybe we should just give them the building that she just got. Yeah, we're asking, we're go. asking them to reopen the mitigation. Maybe she process. should talk to Harvard about all the land that they just got uh, yeah. for tax free in Austin. Right. Tax free uh, under under front companies. Maybe we should talk to them. Maybe we should get a, a building down there too with all the build all that space. Well, do you think they will? Do you think they will? Do you think they're trying to share? I've been yes, trying to shame yes, Harvard this is really, this, for 10 years. This so is a, Mayor Wu takes credit for that. This is a really important thing. The building, <laughs> the building that IQHQ bought, that they're supposed to give to the city to become the new rehearsal spaces, it's all dependent on whether or not their biolab gets approved. If their biolab doesn't get approved, ah, they're yeah. not going to give the building to the city. Okay? Now, you know, Quid pro quo. if the Sound Museum had been allowed to use the temporary space that was made for all the musicians and all the, the music. Now, if you look into the Bidens, I'm going to they, give you those messages. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, hold on, Dave. Hold on, Dave. Jeez, <laughs> the Bidens. Jesus. I'm going to give you the messages. The Ukrainian president. They could have had a couple joke. of years to try and regroup and do something with their business and help it survive, and the city could have helped them, okay? But they didn't. And now, why would this company spend $18 million if they haven't been approved? Are they just so rich, or did they receive like uh, behind the scenes nod and a wink that like don't worry about it your bio lab your 750 million dollar level four bio lab they're not even going to run their bio lab they're renting it out to other people they're just a real estate agent they're just a landlord exactly okay, the sound the museum, intentions they're they musicians the music scene in boston and all the good intentions they had for the sound museum down the toilet 
Right. It wasn't really best intentions for the Sound Museum. It was the best intentions for themselves, which was to do what the city wanted, you know. Um, so, well, yeah. they were going to give a, a space to the Desmonds. They were going to, like, help and, us. And let's answer Carmelita's question because there's yeah, a she's got a question. Carmelita has a question. Are the bands organizing with the Desmonds around this? Have they been part of the, uh, the United Voice behind exposing what went wrong here and fixing it? Some of them As have, right now. go to the sound museum, go save the sound museum.com. Okay. If you're out there listening, go to save the sound museum.com, fill out the petition, get the links. There's a lot of information there. You can write emails to mayor at boston.gov. You can write emails to the mayor's office of arts and culture. Uh, yeah, say pound save the sound museum.com. Just go to www.savethesoundmuseum.com, you know. Um, and there's a whole site up there, but you know, we have to make our voices heard because what's been going on is just wrong. It's just an you gotta have, to have justice and righteousness yeah. heard. The mayor, I mean, like, what's fair is fair, and what's not fair, it's not fair. And if it's not fair, would it be heard if it's not fair? Like, it can't, hot, it don't. Yeah, you know, and like, don't pretend like you're saving us and kicking us down. Right, and they're how, gonna, how down. am I going to get? How, who gets in these new buildings? How selective is it? Is exactly. it a lottery? It's not a lottery because people are moving in without being picked out of the lottery already. Right. So it's like it's, it's, it's not it's like transparent. The idea that it's like oh, like we're just going to have a random lottery and whoever gets picked gets picked. No, no, no. It's like they're picking it's, who they want and who they it's, want. It's not a transparent process. We don't know who is in the negotiations. We don't know who is at the table. Positively, we don't know. Uh, for the for the building and and the whole derailing of everything the city wanted out of this Article 80 process, which is by law a public process, okay? Then you know uh, we don't know who was really on that committee. Uh, they said you know a sound museum one sound museum tenant you had a 500 musicians. There was one sound museum tenant, hand picked unknown person. They, they, so, get a new so space. It wasn't transparent. It wasn't transparent. Even the decision just to have the committee. You know how is that? decision arrived at how was the decision arrived at of who to put on this committee why was it mass creative if Kara had a and, and they had what a were the essay questions i want to know i've got them i'll, I'll give them to you could i have written a good essay and actually won that new building yeah. i wonder i would have done it if they got leaked did they get leaked you had to be invited you had to be invited they i'm not there to make they profit off you people I'm there to like provide a service, just like if I was gonna make your silk screen shirts. I need to get paid for my work, but I don't need to be exploitive, right? No one needs to right. be taken advantage of. That's what competition is good because if someone's charging too much, you go to their competition. But like Kathy just posted there, you know, 350 people signed a petition saying they wanted to, and 80% of them said they wanted to move with the Sound Museum, 78%, right? Uh, and then they, have a and the city requested this petition, uh, this survey done, and then it's not in the public record. If you go to the BPDA website, they did this huge document dump, and our voices are not in there. Okay, and then there's all sorts of letters that were left out of there. All the support from these musicians. So you know, one thing musicians are is loud. So you know, I know it sucks because nobody likes to be part of a problem and make a scene or whatever, but you have to say to your elected officials, they don't listen to anything else. You gotta be vocal. They're running a PR campaign that art stays here and we're having art stays here day and yay for us and we're so great. Like we're gonna forget what just happened. And you know, people have a short memory. So we have to be on this. 160 people signed a petition saying give 
this temporary space to the Sound Museum, that got ignored. Everything that was said, even Liz Breeden's first letter, every single thing that was said was done against it. And then the city just said, oh, this is great. How's it kept out of the record, though? How do they keep yeah. it? Well, that's that's yeah. why this needs to be investigated at the state level or the federal level. Because the city How about the AG? How about the Attorney General? How about, uh, the, you, you know, I, I just I also want... I filed a complaint with the State Ethics Commission. I filed a complaint with the Attorney General. Uh, I've got one going into the FBI. Have you heard, um, heard her back at all from any of them? Yeah, it takes a while. They have to, yeah. you know, every complaint they get, they have to go through and then they have to investigate and they have to actually look at it. Um, and the city's been investigated before and lost. I remember the late '80s with the with inspectional services were shaking people down. They were shaking the Desmonds down, you know, going in and making up, you know, like infractions and then shaking them down. The FBI came in and like put a whole bunch of people in jail and all that shit because the oh, city yeah. can't investigate itself. You know, they they're not able to. That's why you've got outside agencies. That's why you know. So, you know, so many conflicts of interest. And it's such a problem here in Boston. Conflicts but of interest. It's, it's, they, what, they, what, what does Liz Breeden say, Scott? Because I know that you're, you know, Mr. You're Mr. Small Business. I want people to know Dave Tree is like the, the rockin'. Dave, people know Tree. He knows his artwork. You're a professional artist. Uh, Scott, you're, you're also an artist, but you're also a small business guy. Both of you guys are small business guys. You guys have helped, you know, as well as the Desmonds. Like, the Desmonds, right. all all three of you guys, you know, Dave Tree, Scott Madeline, the Desmonds have helped this show. This little sure show, we got help. Yeah, we've I, gotten help. We started this show with the Desmonds. What does Liz Breeden say to you, Scott, when you talk to her? Because I guarantee well, you must okay, see Okay, that's a now. great question because, like, you know, I'm president of Main Streets. And when, you know, Main Streets started looking at this, we very officially, you know, we had a board vote. Everybody said, okay, let's get some more information. And even though we work with Liz Breeden's office all the time, our executive director, Alex, you know, he works with their office all the time on a million things, garbage, graffiti, rats, a, a billion things, safety issues, health issues. We sent an email. I had, I had asked Alex to send an email asking if we could speak about this incredibly important thing going on. It was during the blackout period before the announcement of the new building. But, you know, it was like for 11 months, the Sound Museum thought they were being moved until like November 1st. So this was probably like, I don't know, I forget if this was like J July or something like that. We sent an email to Liz Breeden's office asking to, to have a conversation. And she wrote, her office wrote back that she was too busy to speak with Austin Village Main Streets. Now, Austin Village Main Streets is a 30-year-old organization. It's one of 22 Main Streets in the city of Boston, chartered out of the mayor's office. We're under contract with the city of Boston, okay? Together, we're supposed to look after the whole entire city, not just the businesses, but the neighborhoods and the cultural and artistic and the vitality and the community. Our, or that's organization, Austin Village Main Street, it's all residents and business owners and their employees in Austin. We are her constituents. Okay. And she told us by email that we're too busy to talk to us. So I couldn't, we couldn't believe it. So I asked Alex, I said, send another email. Okay. Like I can't believe it. Send another email saying, no, this is important. We really need to speak to the counselor. And we got an email back saying we could talk to one of her aides. So we did. And we spoke to her aide and uh, her aide listened to like what we had to say basically she completely ignored it and repeated back Amy's plan that they were going to go for zero net loss 
of rehearsal spaces in Austin, even if it meant building the spaces inside the bio lab itself, which is ridiculous for two reasons. One, you can't have rehearsal spaces in a bio lab. And number two, between tearing the building down, cleaning up the site, building a new building, all the permits, me three years before it would even open up and where would everybody be? But like Kathy says, she's refused to speak to her since day one. She's, I, I, it's really weird because when, when, I, when I first met Liz, I was a big supporter, you know, and I was just, and now Did I don't know what to say. Was she now, at the street fair? She's been everywhere. She yeah. was at the Taste of Austin. And there all of go. a sudden it's these like, your events. You know, she comes to all of these events and, uh, and, and yet, you know, we can't talk to her. So it's just really surprising to me. And it put me in a really bad position. Uh, and I feel like odd because I go to the board of trade meetings and there, you know, she's there and it's like, I'm supposed to corner her. I'm supposed to like start haranguing her like some crazy person. Do you have to go to her office you know, and ask her to uh, sit down? Uh, it's, it's That's the next question. That's the next question because Carmelita, uh, you know, Lauren Pispisa is watching. She says, Liz's milk toast. Carmelita's asking, you need more than a petition, direct action, as in protests in front of the officials, you know, offices and home, including the mayor. What do you think about doing something like that? Well, let's talk about the protest that they had, okay? Because, you know, in front of oh, Mayor Wizard. Uh, yeah. IQHQ, they had always said, you know, that they were going to move the sound museum. They were going to get moving trucks. There wasn't going to be any interruption in service, okay, uh, to the musicians. And then they came out on November 1st and announced that they were going to give this building. And, oh, and in July, they wrote a letter saying that they were looking into space in Austin. And if they had to, they'd get temporary space themselves. And they would make sure that they said the sound museum could stay in their building until the temporary space was available. And then on November 1st, IQHQ announced this this building was being purchased and it came with an eviction notice for January 31st. So this this other group of tenants, actual tenants of the Sound Museum, uh, the PSL Web, the People's Social Liberation Liberal Party, um, they had a protest because they wanted more time you know, to be in the building. So uh, they did a protest, uh, about 100 people marching around with signs. But here's the really weird, messed up thing. This was like in Jan early January, was the, the one of the women who, who organized it, Mandy, she, uh, she gets an email from Cara Elliott Ortega about a day or two before this protest that says they wanted to, she wants to speak to her. So, uh, so Mandy calls up Kara and she's got her notepad open. She's taking notes, and uh, and Kara advises her and her group to occupy the building. Hmm. Okay, now this is a woman who just got an eighteen million dollar building promised to her department through her friends from this company. Why would she like that would out, make the make an outgoing call? Really bad. Also, right. now there's an occupation of the building. Right. It was these, a, these 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 musicians don't deserve anything. It anymore. was like a trap. Right. It was like it was she was like, it was a setup. Set up. Right. Set because up. the Desmonds would get penalized for not like leaving the building. Those musicians would probably get arrested for trespassing. Their shit would get seized. And that's what the news would be about. It wouldn't be about. So and it then, was such and a, then, and then such all a the goodwill, back room all the kind of move. That the public has for us would go away. I know. It's unbelievable. So it would just like, go away because I, we're just, we don't deserve it. You know, when I spoke at that rally, I was no, like, no, don't do this. It's a trap. Things. You'll be used. You're being used. The musicians, we've been used. We've been traded around like pawns. Okay. I, I spoke at that. I spoke at that rally and I, and I advised them that that was the worst idea that they were actually playing into their hands and that, that they were suckers to do so. No right. one did it. Right. 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 And did, they anyone, do it. And did anyone do that? 
Did anyone do it? No, it oh, no. They, 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 they told them it was stupid. And it was, I just, we explained and then, them on the microphone, right. like, what's and then, happening? And then, and then, okay, so IQHQ relents. They, they make an announcement on Monday that says, oh, we're going to give you an extra month, you know, so this other space can be open. But, you know, See, they didn't talk to the Desmonds about it. They didn't yeah. talk to the Cell Museum about it. Half of us have moved the out. Right? They're, they're on the hook, hook for the not for the rent, but they're the on the hook for safety for of the, the building. Right. They need more security people. Electricity. Yeah. There. Insurance, electricity, utilities. And advocating for violence there now but that we don't even know about. How many phone calls are being like, hey, you guys should come do that and just occupy the building again just for like you know for the righteousness of the of the musicians and then people would do it on totally misguided principles and then play right into their hands just like right because once you once start again they're that, gonna, yeah what they what they already try to do why wouldn't they try to do it again with somebody else right. you know yeah it didn't work the first time so and like, hopefully it doesn't work and hopefully no one's going on there smash it like i'm gonna go down there and paint in the building before it's done. there's a bunch of murals going on we're painting all these beautiful murals in there so when they tear the building down itself again there's going to be all these portraits of people that were in there and as long as artwork from people that were in there and it's just going to make the place even more precious when they rip it down please take right, videos so. and pictures of that dave i want to see uh the mirror I will. I love to see I that. Will. absolutely yeah. will. it's a it's just you know it's a situation that didn't have to be so ugly if iqhu is going to spend honestly this is a multi-billion dollar company you know uh, we've always said the developers should be should be doing more for the community. They could have moved the Sound Museum. It would have been about one and a half, two million dollars, probably. That's my guess because I'm involved with some construction with another uh, business. So I'm taking a wild guess here. Let's say it cost them two million dollars to relocate the Sound Museum with moving trucks. They were going to build a state of the art facility and all that. They just bought an 18 million dollar building that they're going to fit out. If they're going to spend the $18 million, why not spend 20 and do both? Okay. And I, I had this conversation with Tony DeZodaro, head of the ACA, all the way back last June. I was like, they should be doing both. They should be doing both. If they, if they, if they have to make some rehearsal spaces in Austin and Brighton, make them. That's fine. But don't destroy this business. Yeah, keep the That's the wrong thing. That's the injustice. Okay. Exactly. And, and some of the parties, I think, were just vindictive about it. And when given the opportunity to stand up, even the city, and say, hang on a second, we're glad you're talking about donating us a building, but there's risk here. You might not get approved. We might not get this building. It could take years. It's got to go through a city process. We said we want the Sound Museum preserved and relocated. This is an anchor institution. City runs on businesses, businesses with their employees, businesses with their customers. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think they, you know, but then Kara's boyfriend wouldn't have our tenants. You know, exactly. it's like, it's hard to know if the tail wagged the horse or the horse wagged the tail. You know what I mean? Like it just it, it starts to look like this was the plan, but really it's like the way it went, it became opportunistic for everybody and their friends. So again, nepotism reigns supreme. But I think it was always the plan to separate the sound. You know, the city's plan was to preserve the sound museum and force this this developer to do the right thing. But then their friends, Amy Bennett and Art Stays here, ended up. Like I said, you know, committing this injustice. There's no way, and and IQHQ should have been smarter. There's no way there should have been any negotiations going on that didn't have the Sound Museum at the table. There's no way they shouldn't have picked a group of 20 or 30 or 50 Sound Museum tenants through some random lottery, uh, some 
fair way of actually getting representation of people who put their hand up and said, yeah, I want to be part of this. Okay. Instead, like the people on the IAG group, the community group, uh, two of them were picked by Nick Greco, who is a manager at Studio 52. So for all the good he does in the world, he's their competitor. Okay. And then they had the tenants meeting and they had him speak at it. And like, how could, how could you go speak at your competitor's customer's meeting. <laughs> That's just such a conflict of interest. So everybody involved was involved in these conflicts of interest all along the way. And nobody at any point said, you know, not nobody, a bunch of us did, kept saying, wait a second, we got to work together. We got to work together. We can have the best of both worlds, but we're not going to get it unless we're united. Um, we're not united. And that's what happened is, you know, it became a division, a division of loyalty. Division through confusion. Because like, the weren't allowed exactly. to talk about stuff because they were on a non-disclosure act, so they couldn't really talk about things. And it's like, who am I to tell everybody all this stuff? No one's going to listen to just me. And like, I'm not going to these they're not, meetings. They're not the only people. I'm only seeing it from. I'm only seeing it from a, a, a musician and an artist who spent my entire life trying to make Boston amazing, begging this city to give us some more like uh, investment to, to give us some more like chances like to do things and and ability to grow and be successful and like and then use that to help the kids with it and just bring up whole gener- more generations and generations of amazing Boston art and music. It's got to be And like, that's free what enterprise. I've been working for my my entire life, and right. I see. Like the like the uh, the Desmonds have been there like right with me doing that. They're you know like the I mean? only rehearsal space operators around in Boston that actually are musicians. That, exactly. that actually are musicians. Exactly. Right? Because the guys who own Studio Fifty Two, they're I don't believe they're a group of musicians. Okay, and the guys that run the record company, this is big nonprofit of of city art people and stuff. They're you know they all got the high pro glow. The Desmonds are like they're in the trenches. Practiced by the they're, hour. They, they're in bands. The Bentman's been around forever. They're freaking legends. Okay, they do this because they love music and they exactly. love musicians. They go to the art so, shows. They go to the music nothing, shows. What could be more necessary? It, you know, O'Brien's work. You talk about the greats, the, the the great you know supporters of local music, and everyone talks about you know Jimmy Harold on the Rat, or 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 you know uh, Chet Rooney, or or you know or, or or you know all, all the Frank Sinatra, yeah, yeah, everybody. Okay, and the Desmonds, you know, for forty years they've been providing low cost rehearsal space. I mean, they are the longest running, and they were the largest rehearsal space in Boston, probably in all of New England, okay? And now the clock is just ticking until their last building ends up, you know, when the lease is up, okay? The opportunity to save that business, uh, were they going to start over? They were going to give this to their kids. It was going to be their legacy. You know, it was going to be a legacy for the city of Boston. It was an anchor anchor institution. It can't be destroyed. It's so so important. It was so important. It really is. I'm glad you guys are. Our point of commerce as musicians are the clubs, but we wouldn't be able to play the clubs if we didn't have the rehearsal spaces. Good, if you have to be it's, good it's, to get into the it's clubs not to just, play. It's not just rehearsing. You know, you write a song at home, whatever, you got a tune in your head, you go to your rehearsal space, you work it out with your band, you arrange it, you're sitting there at three in the morning, you're, you're listening to the other music, you're jamming with other people, you come up with these riffs, you're, you're you know, I, I, when I was at your space a couple of weeks ago and I walked out, I came home, I had all these like riffs running through my head because it stretches your mind. Here's the thing. It's such an important creative environment. It's not just a box no, full no, of rooms. Not. No, you, like, here's the difference. That can be run here's by some city official. Here's the difference. 
benefits of practicing in your basement. Because, like, I always used to move into, like, uh, houses where I could practice. Because that was, like, or I wouldn't move in. You know what I mean? And sometimes the neighbors would call and sometimes they wouldn't. Most of the times I got away with it. And I got, but you're isolated. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're so yeah. isolated. And that's okay, but not in the long run. Yeah, it's, it's like, great to warm up good, for a tour. It's good to start maybe your band <laughs> that way or like, yeah, or get ready to record that way. Isolate yourself a little bit. But being in a community, exactly. like, just like I said about the EMF building, when I stood in front of the mayor. You know came, how many people I've met at that building? I mean, just, you know. Right. It's and, like, and, you know, in one building. It's amazing. Right? Yeah. One building. Yeah. In one building, you have practice spaces where you get to go practice your craft. And write songs, but you're also surrounded by all these other people that are doing the same thing. So you're bouncing these ideas and inspirations off each other all the time. And then you're a visual artist and you're listening to all this music in there and you're down there painting your stuff. And then you're like, you're inspired by the music. You're inspired by the other painters and artists in the building. Right. So in the same building, you have, they had like, they had like a, a they had recording studios, they had record labels and a radio station. So literally in the right. same building, you can, Write right. a song. The Desmonds built. It, they invested in built this people, stuff. Get their advice. Yeah. Right. Go, so go, they, the Desmonds invested in built it. that recording studio. They built right. that radio station. These go, weren't go get it printed on line and bring it up to the, to the radio station that they had, and you could play it and you could talk about it on the on the air. Like, what is more magic than that? And they like. Yeah, they create a radio uh, station. Pavelita's got a comment. Uh, there's a group that does a lot uh, for, you know, tenants specifically, you know, who have been displaced or have problems with landlords. Uh, v, uh, what is it? City of Berna, Vita Loca, I believe. Uh, I think I might have screwed up the name, but you may have heard of the group. She says, talk to Steve Beecham from that group. He knows how to organize. Um, that may be an idea. I mean, they're, they're tenant organizers that don't screw over small businesses. I think but bands should just, like, what, yeah, I guess that's the final thing. No, like, what, where really do we go? What, what you really should do? Every which write songs about her. Like, please help us out. You want to boycotting the Boston? Right you want you want to do the right thing? Go to SaveTheSoundMuseum.com. Get the email addresses and write freaking emails. Yeah, write emails, true. okay? Absolutely. You have to write the emails, okay? Let Boycotting and all that. Know. The only thing, and you got to talk to the press, and you got to call the Globe. You got to, you know, you have to make more noise than them. Otherwise, they're not going to listen. They're not going to listen otherwise, okay? They're just sitting there publicly patting each other on the back, okay? We have to drown that out, you know. Uh, or call it out. We have to call, have to it, call it, like, it out. Wait a minute. You got to be loud. Let us see the What's the yeah. celebration here? What are you actually celebrating? You destroyed the sound museum. Is that what you're celebrating? Yeah, I'm not celebrating that. With they're you. celebrating that they all got something. I'm not going to celebrate know? that. It's like, oh yeah, I just got my friend a freaking eighteen million dollar building. Oh, you know good what? job. I hate paying Let's rent. Promotion. I hate paying rent. Like most people hate paying rent, right? But I'd rather pay rent to someone that's sympathetic to my cause, right? And understanding, right? So and we, the distance with then, then just some just just some corporate on your guy rent. that's just like. I just got this building for free and I got $250,000 from the city to run it. And now I want to charge even more money than, than what they're coming from per square foot. I mean, I'm going to charge like twice it. as instead expensive of, instead of charging less. It's like $900 it's, for, for less more. space than we it's had. Like, wait a minute. Who's making the money? What was the actual intent of art share uh, arts, art slaves here? What was their <laughs> intent? And like, was it actually to sit, keep the, the building in, 
in Austin or is it uh, line pockets? You know, and whose pockets? Yeah, Does well, it? I'm not a genius. It's good it's to line obvious. your pockets, but you, if you can grease them on the way in, why oh, yeah. not? Right? Yeah, like, yeah, Jesus uh, Christ. And on the way out too, man. Yeah. Remember, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable how this was just you know such a screwed up process and it it like i said it, it it's like they won't get my money it's like you cross that line where you're like they'll, they'll never let a, me in, in a there. different I'll reality never, it's awesome and that's i wouldn't go me. there i, I wouldn't go there, there. I, I don't want to be their tenant I never go there. i'd rather practice in my basement i swear to god all right one, one at a time i want to i want to close this off because uh one yeah. thing i catherine desmond has another comment she says march 7th city hall 10 30 a.m there's a meeting about this about rehearsal spaces they're gonna have public comment. You gotta be there. If you could be there, I, I wish there. I could show up Zoom, and speak. Zoom, I mean, yeah, in person. It's ten thirty in the morning. It sucks, but you got to be there. If they don't see hundreds of bodies outside, they're just gonna. They're just gonna. They're not even gonna notice. I think. I think Trees just got a new show. Uh, a new show date. March seventh. <laughs> ten thirty. There you go. Oh, yeah. You gotta bring. I'm gonna try to set the band an up. Army of people. <laughs> that would be awesome. This your land until they can't. You could do one minute, this land. It's the only thing. It's the only thing politicians understand, right? Yeah. Is like strength in numbers, loud voices, Absolutely. lots of bodies, and negative lots press. of they signs, negative, negative press. press. They hate negative press. They can't sustain it. You know, and uh, you know, if, if you, well, you know what, if they were right, then let's see why they're right. And if they're wrong, they can still fix what's wrong because, like, there's a new building coming up, right? This building is getting gifted to the city. It should obviously be given uh, to the Sound Museum to run. Had any of that How been about that? public How or about open, we would have we would have had that, that conversation. Sounds like a, that sounds like a good idea. And I then, think that's a perfect. I think that's a perfect comment to make on March yeah. IQHQ, IQHQ's intent was to keep the Sound Museum in business. Our friend, the, the city of Boston's intent was to keep. The sound museum in business. Our friend, so here's a here's a building in Austin that we can keep the sound museum yeah. in business. At, at, so together, let's keep the sound museum in business, because like that's our community. It's not just a business. We're all friends there. It's like, right? You know, it's, like it's, I said, it's a was, community spirit. This was meant We've done to this take for away. This was meant to take away their business at at, at that first community meeting. Um, you know, one of our friends, Gary. You know, he said. Uh, you know, we should. I had said, well, we should work together, you know, with the Desmonds, blah, 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 you know, and the R stays here, people. And he was like, you know, they can get on board with our plan, um, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. And so Gary called them on it and said, well, then get them in the Zoom. I know they're, they're home waiting. And, and and he was yelled at and told he could leave if he didn't like it. So this wasn't a community organization. It wasn't an organization of the tenants of the thing. It was a agree with our plan. Or get the heck out of here, club. Okay? Oh, so when Gary uh, asked, he got that, yelled at. The, the, the sound museum, the people actually that run the places that that they have all the skin in the game. That Amy's supposedly coming in here to help to get us to, get, to stay in Austin, right? Yep. Because we all want to stay in Austin, right? Yep. They can't be part of the conversation right away in the beginning. Right, right. right away, absolutely. They were told. Like Right. Nope, they can't be part and, of the And even though she said, oh, well, they can get on board with what we're doing, we couldn't have the discussion. Well, what were they doing? Like, what were they doing? They yeah well they weren't they weren't doing anything then they were still trying to just get organized but they were like but, nope they can't even be part of the discussion they're landlords they're just in it for themselves and it's like oh my god you know as a business owner motivation? as a business owner that freaking pisses me off okay I can tell you that 
you know. Thank, thank you guys so much for coming on tonight. Uh, thank you. People thank you, you, Mike. Mike, it's so great. You, you, for years, you've just been a forum for people to be able to speak up and speak out. I'm, I'm so, so proud to be your friend, man. It's so awesome to, to see you doing this. Thank I'm you. proud to be you guys. I'm fr- proud to be thank your you. friends, both you and Dave and, and Scott. Uh, if people want to reach out to you, how can they find you if they want to follow Save the SaveTheSoundMuseum.com. SaveTheSoundMuseum.com, okay? Everything's listed there. Uh, this is not run by the Desmonds. Uh, SaveTheSoundMuseum.com was, was made by our friend Frank, and it's it's independently run by tenants. Uh, and, like, right. you know, so, like, go to Save the Sound Museum. Dave printed up awesome shirts with That's a right. sticker, with, a, with like, the, the, looks with... like the police tape, you know, the construction tape. Uh, you can't go logos. in here anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's the idea. Like, you know, do it. Go there. Make your voices heard, okay? You have to. You know, it's the only way. You know, it, politics it really is, is the, the only way. It's the new sports. Now's politics. the time to Now's act. you got to do it. The iron is hot. So now there's time to strike. That's the only way you can shape the and metal. It's the Sound Museum and it's the future because it's what happens next. What happens when we lose the clubs? What happens when, you know, the, we lose the next music stores? What happens when we lose, you know, we keep losing our resources. And I don't understand. This is one part that I'll uh, just part on this one thought is like, if art stays here, it, it, the whole thing when they started was that musicians and artists, we keep losing our resources. Why on God's green earth would they not support the preservation of the Sound Museum, the largest and longest lasting provider of these services? Okay, why would their mission not be to support them? Why would the Mayor's Office of Arts and Culture, who's there, whose sole purpose is to foster art and culture in the city of Boston, why would they not exclude stick them with their, their original mandate? Why why would they go through right all from that? The beginning. You have to ask that very basic question. Exclude them. And then they exclude them. Conversation, conversation and they right all the ended up rewarded yeah. and, and the hundreds of tenants the hundreds of tenants said they were with the sound museum like that should be enough that should be right. enough that's right. it but that's no, story nobody's seen that document no, no, because they, the city they, suppressed they, that it that went right into the shredder right you know i mean you know <laughs> the digital shredder yep it's you know it's it's not even included in the i've, I've got all the public let's documents. leave it on this note leave it on this note ready together we can make things better Okay. Yeah. Together, if we can work right now and show solidarity within our ranks and with our allies and fans and all our friends, right? And the city will have to recognize how important we are. And we can always, and now we can put that down and use that for the future of being like, see, we are important. You recognize then, you recognize now. You make millions and billions of dollars selling this city as a arts and cultural hub we are the arts and cultural hub and you have to recognize that you right. know what i mean yeah, and you we have, have to you make them recognize that we have right? to stand up and for together injustice. if we can make them recognize that you know we can still use, we can use it, save it now we can help now we can help later because it's not going to get any better right. so we have, we have to, to organize to. it's not going to get any better no one's going to listen just one or two of us they're going to listen to all of us so let's right. make them listen to all of us because we have love to, each other, you have We're family here. That's how we do it. You have to fight injustice now, otherwise it'll become too strong for you to fight it in the future. It, you have to. Now, it's always now is the moment. You have to do it now. Okay, it has to be done now. We need to now. fight this. We need to make the noise now, or the moment's going to pass yeah. us. This is one of those crucial turning points where either shit 
just gets privatized for the next by through you know funded by developers while the city takes over all the arts and culture and it's all just corporate art and corporate rock and corporate music and it's like corporate, corporate cannabis corporate right. cannabis it's just right. it's so funny Can i posted a story about about war lynch i posted about war lynch and malden and Catherine looked at it and said this is the same exact thing the city is deciding who wins and who loses. Who gets to stay right. in business? Right. It's and, a scam. And, you know, Warren's biggest enemy is the guy who owns all the liquor stores in Malden. So, you know, it's the same thing. It's that small group of people with the power. You know, it's and, and you know, so we have to sit and, together. Cronyism and nepotism reign supreme. And real Boston, allies. You know, Boston's legacy. Boston's got some great legacies. That is not one of them. And March I thought maybe we was yeah. going to do something against Let's it. Let's make Boston awesome. Let's I make hope so. we have to yeah. shame awesome. them. We have to shame them. It's the Thank only you way. Guys so Thank much you, for coming on. Dave Tree, Scott Madeline, March 7th. I hope people show up, especially the artists. Thank you guys so much for spending time Thank with us tonight. On the... See you there. Thank you. We'll see you there, everybody. Uh, we're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. I just wanted to uh, just remind everyone to, to show up for this. March 7th, show up 1030. That's a, that's a good way to express it. You can also write letters to the local newspapers, the local editors. We're going to be doing a lot more on cannabis too. Uh, we got an awards event, a worker cannabis, a cannabis worker awards. Lots is happening on that. We're going to have some great announcements upcoming. Uh, also, some awful stuff has been happening with big cannabis related to True Leaf and Cure Leaf. So much information is coming out. So we're definitely due to do some more of that cannabis worker content. I know people want that. They ask for it. Expect it upcoming. And hopefully we'll spend some more time on this as well. And hopefully it's a success. Like we, we really need to, I like what Dave said, you know, and, and Scott, we, we got to do something about this. This is the opportunity. Opportunity does not happen like this. These guys know they've been around 25 years. They know this is like a once in a lifetime. These next weeks matter. Do something about it. Mike Crawford, we'll see you next time. Thank you, everyone, for listening, sharing, supporting, commenting. And thanks to Dave Tree from the uh, band Tree and Scott Madeline. He's got a few bands. I know one of them is Madeline, also from Daisy Cutter. He may have some other projects. He's uh, the guy from Stingray Body Art. Check them out, stingraybodyart.com. I want to thank both of those guys. Those guys are awesome for being on the show tonight. Young Jerks, we'll see you next time. Mike Crawford, check it out.